You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good, everybody. Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero of Niners Nation, and with me, as always, from Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Good day to you, sir. Stats, what up? How are you doing? Great to be with you. Great to be here. Great to be around the great sport of football. It is a great damn, uh, I was going to say a great time and a great day at the same time, so I stumbled over that. It's my bad. Uh, it is a great time and a great day to be alive because football is back. It is game week. We have games Tonight, finally, real, well, I don't want to say real football, football on the field tonight. We are going to look at every single game on this week's preseason schedule and give you something that you should be watching for. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody, please follow, rate, review the SB Nation NFL show if you haven't done so already. Also, you can stream Monday Football Monday live with some guy. I don't know who hosts that show anymore. But if you are uh, inclined, you can stream that show live on Mondays to get all the reactions. So plenty of things happening here at the SB Nation NFL show. It's the perfect time to follow. Before we get into all that, RJ, I want to run something past you because I think you'll appreciate this. It's something I came across yesterday. It's not sports related at all, but I fell in love. I could not stop looking at it. I was wasting massive amounts of time. It's called... Nestflix. Did you hear about this? I have not heard about this. I know that Netflix did rip off our name in their weekly emails to their customers, but I have not heard of Nestflix. So Nestflix, some person, uh, I believe her name is Lynn Fisher, decided to create essentially a website that looks just like Netflix, but instead of real shows on it, it is all the fake shows and movies that were inside other television shows and movies, if that makes sense. So, for example, if you are a fan of the movie Tropic Thunder, you know that Ben Stiller's character was supposedly in a movie called Simple Jack. So there's Simple Jack. And if you click on it, there's like a screenshot and an actual description of the fake movie, just like on real Netflix. So for Simple Jack, it says the heartwarming, heart-wrenching story of Jack, a simple farmhand who can talk to animals. And they have literally every single one that you can think of. From 30 Rock, The Rural Juror, Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons, Angels with Filthy Souls from Home Alone. You know that. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Like all, It's everything. And it is so meticulous and beautiful. And you should check it out. I thought you'd appreciate it. So first of all, I just Googled this, and even though I Googled Nestflix and spelled it correctly, all of my search results were for Netflix. Congratulations to the entertainment company on having some strong SEO-based uh, language. Uh, <laughs> but uh, second of all, um, I am looking at an article from The Verge, which is a Vox Media vertical, uh, by the way, company man, RJ Ochoa. 
And uh, I see this. This is very cool. Um, I, and the first, you know, kind of sentence for me hits home. Uh, talks about Vincent Chase's Aquaman or the yes. rural juror. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I would love to see the Medellin write-up. Uh, but the um, the screen grab that's in this article is, for, and I can't believe you left this one off the list you rattled off, is from Threat Level Midnight from The yes. Office. Um, so this is cool. This is a, a nice little, uh, you know, if you're bored, maybe, you know, a lot of kids returning to college this time of year, you're, you're in between classes, you're looking for something to kind of entertain you, uh, while listening to the look ahead, you can browse Netflix. That's a good non-sports, uh, thing to bring up stats. I have one too, if, if that's the game we're playing. All right. One upper. I tweeted about this, um, on Wednesday. Obviously, my Tuesday night and really all of Wednesday were dominated with Hard Knocks coverage because the Cowboys season premiered on Tuesday. Um, This caught a lot of people's eye and a lot of people's attention um, that Jerry Jones used salt on his McGriddle. First (laughs) of all, I thought it was a burger at first. Uh, My wife had to correct me and let me know that it was a McGriddle. But um, I and I even tweeted that it was a burger, which was embarrassing. But I have never had a McGriddle and I don't have any intentions on ever having one. It looks it doesn't seem appealing to me in any sense. I have also never had a McGriddle. Right on. Is that a breakfast food? Because I will say McDonald's breakfast is very good. Like the Egg McMuffin, outstanding. But I don't even, what is a McGriddle? So um, McGriddles have their own Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> just so you know. Um, and so the standard McGriddle sandwich, according to the product description on Wikipedia, it says it consists of fried bacon, a scrambled egg flap, so the, the, the scrambled eggs like folded over, um, American cheese between two maple-flavored griddle pancakes embossed with the McDonald's logo. Um, so basically, it's two pancakes on the outer edge, cheese, egg, and then you get the bacon. I will say this. I don't want egg with pancakes. That seems gross to me. Hmm. It doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, but... I feel like that's something I could make myself and it would be so far superior to the McDonald's version that I don't know that I would ever get it. But the fact that Jerry Jones is adding salt to it, you know, Jerry Jones and Dan Campbell are the two guys that I fear might not make it to the start of the regular season with what they're putting into their bodies on a regular basis. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting like that was one of the more polarizing things that happened on Thursday night or Tuesday night. Uh, This is Thursday night. Um, So uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations to us. Uh, for uh, for not having McGriddles, for being part of the superior people uh, here on Earth. That's, um, I think you and I deserve a lot of props for that. We both had bananas this morning for breakfast, so that, that's right. Know, we're feeling good about life. All right, let's get back to the football here because, like we said, we have a full slate of games. Two games tonight on Thursday. We've got Washington at New England and, and Pittsburgh at Philly. Let's start with the first game, Washington-New England, RJ. I know one thing I want to watch is obviously Mac Jones. I think he's going to play a decent amount. I mean, you got to get him some reps. And I feel like he has the lowest expectations of any of the first round rookie quarterbacks. Like all he's got to do is look competent. And I feel like people are going to be singing his praises because he was sort of, you know, the quarterback that nobody wanted in the first round. Really, it was all the talk of Lawrence and Wilson and Lance and Fields. And then it was like, oh, yeah, well, if Mac Jones is left, we'll take him, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he he is kind of the cast off, but and I I don't I don't believe it's it's like a situation where like the cast off develops into the star and like everyone's going to be like oh my gosh we took Trey Lance over Mac Jones I do probably wish Mac Jones had been the third overall pick that would have been so much fun um, <laughs> but um, I I don't know I 
it will be fascinating. This is this is kind of proof of concept. That's what we're all looking to see with Mac Jones tonight. Right. But like, so what I'm saying is like, if Mac Jones goes out and let's, I don't know, let's say he plays a quarter and he throws for like 75 yards and a touchdown pass, you know, completes like 60% of his passes. I think people are going to be like, hey, that's a pretty good debut. If Trevor Lawrence does the exact same thing, I think people are going to be like, that's it. I thought this guy was supposed to be, you know, the second coming of Andrew Luck. So I it, I think it's interesting the contrast there between the expectations for the two guys. Yeah, by the way, while I was walking my dog this morning, I got a push notification that Urban Meyer said there is a quarterback competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. So, you know, just because he's the number one overall pick stats doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to start him, right? Nobody believes that. Well, I hope Gardner's doing okay because I don't know if you saw this, but he said basically once they pick Trevor Lawrence that uh... – Pooping became difficult for him. Yeah, uh, tough scene for uh, for Gardner Minshew. Hopefully, he had a banana. You know, lots of maybe he had some <laughs> fiber. Uh, you know, that's what we're we're hoping for. I love Gardner. You know, I like guys that are characters and interesting. It's part of the reason why I like Baker Mayfield so much. I hope that Gardner catches on somewhere where he can start because we need more interesting characters in prominent roles in the NFL. Give me more Minshew. That's true. Okay, I'm down with that. Um, On the Washington side of this game, I am just anxious to see this offense as a whole. Um, I don't think that I, well, I don't believe in it. That's really, that's really like the the core of it. I don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I wanted to bring this up somewhere. Uh, thankfully, uh, my boss is giving me a variety of platforms to talk about the NFL for whatever reason. Uh, but so stats, I'm sure you've seen that everybody has talked about, and I know Ryan Fitzpatrick probably won't play that much, but still, uh, everybody has mentioned how great he was under pressure last year. You've heard this take. You've heard this argument, correct? I have. Okay, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is uh, Football Outsiders DVOA under pressure from 2010 to 2020. Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2020 had the best individual season, DVOA under pressure. Um, Second on that list was just guess the quarterback. You don't even need to guess the year. I just want you to see if you can guess the quarterback. I don't know, Patrick Mahomes? No, Patrick Mahomes in 2019 or or 2018 was fourth on this list. 2019 was seventh and 2020 was ninth. So he is generally pretty solid under pressure. Uh, Second on this list was the 2013 version of Josh McCown. Okay, so not exactly, you know, a piece of data that suggests somebody's going to be amazing. Um, and you'll remember he parlayed Josh did that Chicago job or Chicago opportunity into more opportunities that were not great. Um, so that's kind of how I see this shaking out. So the way football outsiders measures this stats, um, Josh McCowns, again, this is the second highest from 2010 to 2020 DVOA with pressure was 8% successful, right? His following season was minus 155.6 which of all of the quarterbacks in this list was the worst follow-up season. And generally, quarterbacks who do well, who excel in this particular metric or this particular space, kind of implode the following year. And so I think that like the data suggests that that's what's going to happen to Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2021. And so I'm anxious to kind of see if he can prove that wrong. You have been down on Fitzpatrick <laughs> and Washington since I have known you. Your Dallas Cowboy bias is showing you, how dare you disrespect Ryan Fitzpatrick? How dare I connect dots? Yes. I mean, but is anything – so you're saying, like, if he throws a pick under pressure in this game, you're going to be like, see, I was right. No, and I, I, 
I wanted to bring that up just because I think it's an interesting talking point, but I don't think we'll discern enough information tonight, at least about Ryan Fitzpatrick specifically, to draw any kind of conclusion. But I do just want to see their offense in general because so much of their hope for this, like, again, whether I believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick or not, I believe that they squandered an opportunity by not being the team to trade up for Justin Fields. If they had done that, I would be terrified of this team for the foreseeable future, but they didn't. And so like, can they tread water? Are they going to regress? Like the defense is likely going to regress just because that's the way, you know, defensive success goes in the NFL. They'll still be really good. But so like, I want to see what the overall package of this team looks like. It is weird to me that I think that the Cowboys are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But I also think that they're probably not going to win their own division. Like, I think they have a good chance to win a Super Bowl, but they might not even be the best team in the NFC East. It's sort of a weird dichotomy there with the Cowboys and Washington. Let's move on to the second game of Thursday night, Pittsburgh and Philly. And to me, this one is all about the Eagles, RJ. I want to see Jalen Hurts. I want to see Jalen Rager. You know, I feel like we focus so much on the rookies like the second year guys have a lot to prove too and especially Rager like he was part of this wide receiver class that was amazing and all Eagle fans were mad that he was the guy that they picked so I think as much as Hertz has the spotlight on him so does Jalen Rager I think every Eagles fan will lament that they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Uh, super great move. The the clip, obviously, the Vikings celebrating that is uh, one of my favorites. Um, but um, Jalen Rager also has an opportunity, like besides the fact that it's the preseason, besides the fact that it's the second year, besides the fact that it needs to improve, Devontae Smith's not playing. So like you need, this is your chance to really show like, you know, hey, I can, I can contribute too. I can be worthwhile. And I don't know that I believe that personally. Um, I don't know that you believe that. Jalen Hurts is obviously fascinating to watch. I'm also weirdly curious to watch Joe Flacco. I, I know that that's weird. Oh, no, I know that that's, I know that that's weird, but like, it's like, I'm honestly curious to see anybody who was ever associated with Adam Gase in recent memory away from Adam Gase. Does that make sense? Like, I just want to see, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of measuring the Adam Gase damage. And to be clear, Le'Veon Bell kind of proved that it wasn't just Adam Gase's fault, you know, with, with his time with the Jets. So, you know, I, my level of excitement of this is not a 10 out of 10, but I just, it's, you know, it's preseason. You got to like, you got to have some different expectations. So Joe Flacco makes my list in, in a marginal sense. I have seen peak Joe Flacco away from Adam Gates. I was still not that impressed. So I do not care what he does at this point. Um, I, I just, I think that Philly, I do a show, a Niners Nation show with Michelle Majuk, who's a researcher for NFL Network. She thinks the Eagles are going to be way better than people think. Like she's super high on Philly. Uh, Brandon Lee Gowden from the best arguable SB Nation NFL show, the off-day debrief with uh, some other way, guy. Way to, way to hate on this one that you're on, too. Good job. I said it was arguable. Uh, <laughs> he is down on the Eagles. Like, it is weird to me that the opinions on them are so broad. Usually, if you think a team is going to be, you know, pretty good or pretty bad, there's general agreement there. I don't know what to expect with the Eagles. I am not... Like, I, I, I don't think it's fair to say I'm higher on the Eagles than most. I'm definitely less down than most. And most of my Eagles consumption is obviously Bleeding Green Nation. And, um, and I, again, like to say that they're down on the Eagles is me. But they, I don't think they're inspired. That's the way, you know, they kind of come across. They don't they don't have think there's a lot of promise this season for Philadelphia. I think there's a little bit more. 
Um, just because I mean, they get four cracks at New York and Washington. I, I've said before, New York is a dumpster fire. I, I don't believe in that team <laughs> at all. I mean, I would be stunned if they won four games this year. And so I think Philly sweeps them. I think Philly at least pushes with Washington. I could see Philly beating Dallas one time, like if the circumstances broke their way. And so, I mean, and Philly gets to play the Jets this year. You know, that's their AFC team. And so I'm like, you know, I know we're going to talk about other things, but like, what's Zach Wilson going to be? I mean, so I, I could see and they get the NFC East gets to play the AFC West. So that means every team gets to play Denver. Every team gets to play Vegas. I mean, you know, it's I could see Philly scraping, you know, somewhere between six to eight wins, you know, maybe nine if you know football's a weird sport. So I definitely am not as down on them as most people. And if you're Hurts, like you've got to put good stuff on tape. Not only for the Eagles, but hell, if the Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe he's part of that package and he goes back to Houston. So you want to, you know, give yourself a possibility to compete for that job. Or if he's not part of the deal and the Eagles get Watson, you know, he's going to want to obviously play somewhere else. So, like, the time to show out is now if you're Jalen Hurts. By the way, Stats, uh, you mentioned his name on the subject of Deshaun Watson. We're obviously always adjusting to things that are happening while we record. Um, I just saw this tweet. Um, this is at Thursday's Texans practice. Um, not to make this about Deshaun, but it is news, I think. It's a headline that's going to be everywhere in a moment. Um, Deshaun Watson was walking out to the practice field, um, and he asked the reporters and the media that were there, why are you always filming me every day? It's the same expletive. Uh, so Deshaun has embraced the villain role. It seems. Hey, Deshaun, you got enough to worry about. How about you just shut up and get out there, okay? You got a lot going on. The last thing you should be worried about is the reporters, okay? And if you don't like it, then go away from the reporters. Don't show up or do something. Else. Like, I'm, I got no patience for that. I agree with you 100%. Uh, to get back to the game, on the Pittsburgh side of things, I know they've already played a preseason game against the best team in the world. And um, I'm really interested to see James Washington and how much he plays because there was all the hubbub last week that he requested a trade. Mike Tomlin denied it. Um, and I thought it was interesting when the news of, of the trade request came out that it was partly based on his playing time in the preseason. And it was like, James, it was the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's not exactly a fair shake here. So I'm I'm interested to see how much James Washington specifically plays. Look, if you're a fan of a team that needs a wide receiver, I mean, I don't know, Mike Tomlin can say what he wants, but I think Washington is clearly out there. Even if he wasn't before, the fact that he's sort of put in this trade request, maybe Pittsburgh is like, who the hell are you? Okay, fine. You want out? We'll move you. So, you know. Maybe it could be a nice pickup for somebody if you are uh, watching out there. All right, those are the Thursday games. We have a ton more games to go. We're going to have to speed this up if we're going to fit all this into one episode, RJ. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get to Friday, Saturday, and the one Sunday game as well. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, RJ, we still have a ton more games to get through in our preview. Let's start Tennessee Atlanta. And to me, this is the least interesting preseason game of all of them. I cannot find a single thing that makes this game worth paying attention to. We talked about this on Monday Football Monday. The only thing that is remotely interesting is if Julio Jones makes the trip and we get to see the like the hugs and the handshakes and the awkwardness. That's the only thing that interests me in this game. Literally the only part. I mean, and Kyle Pitts. I, I am anxious to see Kyle Pitts. That's true. I, you know what? That's a bad, bad job by me. Kyle Pitts is interesting. <laughs> he, people are projecting him to do things that are totally unrealistic of any NFL tight end. Like, I think the over-under on yards for him is like 700, which would be more Impossible. yards for, for a rookie tight end since I think Jeremy Shockey, I want to say in 2002. Like, let's talk about expectations like 500 yards from Kyle Pitts this year would be phenomenal. And yet I feel like everyone would be disappointed if that was the case. I agree with you. Jeremy Shockey, his rookie season was 2002. Do you know how many receiving yards he had? Uh, 700 and something wrong, stupid, embarrassing 894. Wow. Oh. You sold Jeremy Shockey really short. My bad, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, the expectations are, I mean, but he's, it's going to happen. I would take most unders on that just because it is so unlikely. But if there is a unicorn that can break through and be the one, it is probably Kyle Pitts. Um, but yeah, this game is just, other than, other than him, it's juiceless to me. You know, there's there's nothing, like I said, the, the most fascinating part will be when, you know, when Julio, if he makes the trip, says hello, and then Kyle Pitts plays two series, and then it'll be over. It's only fascinating if Julio snubs them. If he's just nice and they're just shaking hands, like, I don't care about that. I've seen many people shake hands. In fact, I've shook hands several times myself in my life. It's not exactly a fascinating uh, situation. Let's go to Buffalo and Detroit now. And I think, to me, the most fascinating part of this game is not a player. It's actually a head coach, and it's Dan Campbell. Like, what is this guy going to do? Is he going to bring an actual lion to the sideline and, like, train it to maul people? Like, I have no idea. I want to see Dan Campbell on the sidelines with his team now that he's not like in an interim capacity, like it's his show here. What is he going to do? Cause I honestly have no idea, but I'm really anxious to, to see it. I think the lions are that way in a lot of senses, right? Like um, the lions to me are kind of like when you go somewhere in, I don't know if you're like this when you travel stats, but like, when I travel, I want to eat the local cuisine, right? Like, cause I want to be like, I'm in this part of the world. This is what they're famous for. This is what they're well known for. I want to eat here. And sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's a little weird, right? Like sometimes you're adjusting to the way, you know, whoa, this is how they do things. Like this isn't normal to me, but like, I'm here for the experience. That's how I kind of feel the lions are like, this is so weird. Like Dan Campbell's so weird. Like Jared Goff is so weird. Like everything about this is so weird, but I am anxious to see what it all looks like. And I don't think that we'll get a proper evaluation of it, but I do think that we will see who this team's identity is, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't be stunned if there was like a turnover chain or something, some sort of like college gimmick like that in this game. Like we, we see the beginnings of their little tropes and their little routines or whatever. Um, this, this will be cool. Um, also, this will be cool 
to see Josh Allen just kind of stand around looking like a boss because now he is. <laughs> well, I, the Lions are probably going to have like a turnover main, right? Where they you go on the sideline and you put on like a lion main. I, I could totally see something like that. You're dead right with that prediction. Yeah, I know. I'm a genius. Um, definitely like a mean code or something. Um, or, or like I could totally see Dan Campbell like hoisting um, like if, if his, I don't know, somebody – picks off you know whoever Mitchell Trub- I, that's another thing I'm excited to see Mitchell Trubisky um who that's owns the first the Lions. time anyone's ever said that he's 4-0 against the Detroit Lions in his career stats put some respect on Mitchell you can't say Trubisky I always thought that name was lame by the way I never thought that was cool um but um anyway I, so like I could see like you know arbitrary Detroit Lions defensive player gets an interception or a fumble recovery brings it back to Dan Campbell and he lifts it up like Simba. Like I could see that being a thing, you know, that would, but I like stuff like that. I like when teams lean into their logos and their mascots, that would be cool to me. Like that kind of new tradition. Yeah. Fun. Well, imagine that on an NFL sideline fun. I'm down for that as well. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are going to Arizona to face the Cardinals. No Dak Prescott in this game. Obviously I'm kind of interested to see Zayvon Collins because the Cardinals drafted him, and they told Jordan Hicks, like, you are not the starter anymore. You're out, and there's nothing you can do to become the starter, which made him request a trade. So, like, okay, that's a lot of pressure on your first-round pick here. Let's see it, Zavin. Like, go out there and wow me, which is tough to do as a linebacker in a preseason game. Yeah, well, Micah Parsons did it last week. No big deal. Um, but wasn't Zavin the pick that um, they had? Like that audio went viral. You know, yep. talking what, what was what was the interaction? They were like, "We're gonna we're gonna eat everybody." It was some sort of like intense thing uh, between him and I think uh, it wasn't Michael Bidwell. It might have been uh, Steve Kime. Um, just talking about like we're just gonna completely. It was a super football heavy football guy thing that he said. Uh, when he was on the phone during his draft call with them. But um, while you look for that stats, no big deal. I'll allow that and completely stall. Uh, this is the first t- preseason game for the Cardinals and their quarterback, Kyler Murray, who this offseason was quoted as saying he did not grow up a Cowboys fan because, in his words, they were always ass while he was growing up. Uh, so, yeah. so I'm I'm interested to see if there's any awkward tension there. This is also our first look at J.J. Watt in a Cardinals uniform, I could tell this is like J.J.'s been salivating for this moment to be on the sideline, to have his hat backwards, to have his Cardinals dry fit gear on, to have the headpiece, uh, earpiece on so he could be listening to the plays, to be ho- – and like I guarantee, absolute guarantee, J.J. Watt will be holding some kind of snack, like whether it's flower seeds or something <laughs> like – he will be like – chilling and chewing on something uh kind of like i don't know if you ever noticed this uh brad pitt's character in oceans 11 every yeah, time he's, he's always eating him, junk food yeah um so shout out to uh to you know brad pitt in oceans 11 by the way the zaven collins audio was when he said quote we're gonna f- kill everyone was the actual draft yes. audio <laughs> so, all right zaven <laughs> let's start the murder in here let's yeah. go all right i that's you know you got to deliver when you make a promise like that uh, I do have but, one question for you, Stats, as okay. an East Coast guy. This kickoff for you, and you are a football sicko. You've been so pumped to have football back in your life. Um, this kickoff is at 10 p.m. Eastern. Will you be watching the whole thing? The whole thing? No, but I'll definitely be there for the start of it, 1,000%. I'll still well, be what, working. 
What will you be eating? Like if, if you have a snack or something like that, what, what's the late night, you know, because this this does have like a Pac-12 after dark vibe to it. You know what I mean? Like late Saturday night, you know, Stanford, you know, whatever. It's like a Fresno State game. But like what? So what's your, your meal or your snack of choice in this hour? Well, normally I'm not opposed to like getting a little fancy and like making my own nachos or something. But here's the the deal. As it gets later in the day, my desire to actually make something goes down the later it gets. So at that point, by 10 o'clock at night, I want something like ready made right out of the package, right out of the bag. So I'll probably go with something boring like pretzels or potato chips at that point, (laughs) just because I need to keep consuming food. But I don't really want to work that hard to get it. Stats, I don't know anyone in my life that calls them potato chips. Nobody does that. But they are potato chips. No, stop it. It's awkward. No, they're chips. That's what they are. They're chips. Look, we're very big in the international community, RJ. I don't want there to be any confusion. If I say chips, all of our fans listening in England and other places are going to think that I'm talking about French fries, and I don't want confusion. I'm a clarity guy, all right? You like confusion. I don't. That's just how we're different. So you're at a random place with the wife and kids, whatever, and you you've got your you're at a sub place. You're ordering sandwiches, and you get to the little the end of the line where they have all the the bags underneath. And you turn to your wife and say, "What kind of potato chips do you want?" That's the sentence you say. No, because there's no chance of being misunderstood. But like I said, we have international <laughs> listeners here, RJ. I'm serving the audience. You don't like to, apparently. You don't care about anyone that listens to us overseas. You're a big jerk, and I'm a nice guy. That's what it comes down to. I do care, which is why I advised against the McGriddle. I want them to stay, <laughs> you know, in, in high points of health and high points of wellness. So, uh, but yeah, so I will be working this entire game. I think, I think that uh, we're going to get pizza. So I'm pumped about this. Uh, shout, out, shout out to Milano's local spot. Get a pizza pie for seven bucks. Can't beat that. It's not a pizza pie, okay? I hate when people say that. <laughs> In college, I had to deal with that all the time. Hey, man, you want to get a couple pies, bro? And I always used to say, are you calling a bakery? Because that's the only way you're getting a pie. Otherwise, you're getting a pizza. Let's be human beings. Pizza. <laughs> Sounds like your dorm room was the place to be, Stats. It- It was for (laughs) other reasons. Anyway, let's move on to Miami and Chicago. This is one of these games where you've got a good quarterback matchup on both sides. You've got Tua. You've got Justin Fields. I think Tua has just as much to prove as Justin Fields or anybody drafted this year because I get the feeling distinctly that the Dolphins are not sold on him and could easily move off of him after this year. So that proving process starts on Friday night for Tua. I agree. Um, Friday at noon, this game stats, you know, you're going to be so wrapped up in, in potato chip Nirvana. Uh, well, noon central noon for the, the normal people in the country, but I am, I mean, look, I'm sorry to, uh, I, I hope to a rebounds. I think it sucks how like everyone's written him off. Um, but, um, I am way more excited to see Justin Fields than anything else like this. I fully believe there is a high likelihood that he is the best quarterback to come from this class and that Trey Lance is the second. I'll throw you that bone. Um, yeah, even though I don't necessarily believe that, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a loving mood. I am so pumped to see Justin Fields. I, I mean, this is this is really, really, really exciting. Um, it won't be, you know, again, like this is week one of the preseason, but this is this is the first step. And I, I, the the Twitter timeline will be like a muck with 
how are you going to start Andy Dalton over this guy? That's all yep. that will be percolating the Twitter timeline on Saturday, which I'm very pumped to see. Um, also, I'm a little bit invested in this game. I don't know if you listened on Pete, uh, to Monday Football Monday. Pete Tweedy and I have a Chipotle burrito bet on uh, which rookie quarterback looks better this weekend. I have Justin Fields. He has Zach Wilson. So uh, root for me, please and thanks. I will root for you. I think you're going to win that bet, by the way. I feel like all Fields needs to do is just make one play, right? One big, wow, splash play. That'll be everywhere on social media. People will be tweeting it out with, you know, the googly eyes emoji. And that's all it's going to take for the wave of Justin Fields sort of momentum to start. Because I don't think anybody in Chicago really wants to see Andy Dalton out there as QB1. Like, for what reason? So you're just looking for, you're not looking for information on Justin Fields. You're looking for affirmation on Justin Fields. You already think he's going to start and should be the starter. Bam, he makes that one play. Maybe it's a throw. Maybe it's a run with his legs. But all he's got to do is make that one, and that momentum is going to start in the Windy City. That's right. Confirm my priors. Last thing on the Bears, I saw Allen Robinson on NFL Network uh, this week talking to, I believe it was Andrew Siciliano and Brian Baldinger. I could be wrong there, but he was being interviewed. And stats, this really upset me. Um, the cap that he was wearing. And you've seen all the training camp caps. They're the same, like the gray one with the vertical stripes and the team logo. The Bears logo was the C, but the C was navy, not orange. You get what I'm saying? Like the C that, that is on their helmets and on their logo was navy, not orange. That's stupid. Don't ever do that. Like I hate when the Colts use a white horseshoe because their horseshoe is blue. Or, or, <laughs> excuse, or excuse me, when they use a blue one because they put a blue one on stuff sometimes. The horseshoe on or, – or, or, vice. I've, I've tripped over myself. The horseshoe on their helmets is blue. You can't use right. a white one anywhere else. So if you're the Bears, you can't use a navy C because your C is orange. That's the logo. If you're using something else, it's not your logo. I don't know. As long as it's a team color, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't like when they do those like fashion hats and they like to have the pink one or the yellow, like they change the color of it. I'm not a fan of that. But if it's if it's a team color, especially with the Colts, they only have two colors. Like, my God, at least let them alternate between one or the other. So if the if the Niners oval was gold and the SF was red, you'd be fine. No, I think that would look hideous, but that's just specifically. <laughs> but at least it's team colors is my point. No. You, I Stupid. think you got a little wiggle room there. All right, let's move on. Denver and Minnesota. This is like the Teddy Bridgewater reunion game. Like, I'm sorry. If I'm a Broncos fan, Drew Locke has got to be able to beat out Teddy Bridgewater. You're still holding out hope that he could maybe be the guy for you when you picked him. He has flashed at times. But, like, if you can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater, you have no hope of, of ever being anything in the NFL. This is truly, I mean, I, I can't, I, I feel like the Broncos are a junior in high school and they're friends with nothing but seniors. You know what I'm saying? And, like, right now, this season, like, all their, all their friends are about to go through, like, their last homecoming and their last, you know, prom. And, uh, you know, they're going to do, like, all the traditions and stuff. And they're gonna have they're like they're gonna be sitting there like being like, man, I'll do all that next year. You know, like that's <laughs> like that's that's what the vibe to me is. Like because like, this is a pointless season for the Broncos. Like who who believes in I I have hated all over the Giants, but I could see them stumbling more into success more than I could the Broncos. Like, in what universe are the Broncos remotely successful this season? None. And like, and that's a really crummy place to be in. So like, there's no hope that I think you can derive from this game against the Vikings. 
I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I hate what they've done at quarterback. They have bungled it ever since Peyton Manning retired, and it just doesn't look like it's getting any better. On the flip side for the Vikings, I'm upset because I really wanted to see Kellen Mond play. Um, Chris Sims had him, I think, as maybe not number one, but I think his third best quarterback in the whole class. I really uh, value Chris Sims' opinion after working with him for a lot of years. I feel like he really does put in the time and the effort, so I really wanted to see what Mond is going to look like. But he had the COVID issue. He just came off the COVID list a few days ago. And so Minnesota has said he's not going to play. Justin Jefferson is banged up for Minnesota also. So from that perspective, there's not really anything on the Minnesota side that's got me jazzed up for this game. I agree. And on the subject of juniors and seniors, as a fight in Texas Aggie, I am not that pumped to see Kellen Mond. But maybe I'll be wrong. You're down on Kellen Mond, man. You've been down on him in the whole pre-draft process. You never really bought into him. Um, so that's another reason why I want to see it. Cause hopefully he's good. And then I can yell at you for it. I hope he's good. I would love to see it on the rag. He'd be great. I mean, we kind of glossed over Ryan Tannehill, but I mean, look, I've seen a lot of Kellen Mond football and, um, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Next up Cleveland and Jacksonville. And this game was all about Trevor Lawrence. Clearly he's the guy everybody wants to see. Like I said earlier, I feel like the expectation level for him is almost going to be too high. I feel like if he doesn't go out there and throw two touchdowns, you know, the people are going to be disappointed. I agree with you. I also think this game is about Urban Meyer, um, kind of the Dan Campbell, you know, or the way we talked about Dan Campbell, like it, because if Dan Campbell has a turnover main, it's awesome. It's hilarious. It's badass. But if if Urban Meyer has a turnover chain, it's it, the, it that's the unfortunate way that, that all this works. But the narrative is like this isn't college. You know, you can't do that here. Like, but again, if Dan Campbell did it, it would be cool. Uh, but if Urban did, it would be lame. And so I'm also excited to see Travis Etienne. I mean, like, th- there's a lot of intrigue to the Jaguars. And Urban Meyer aside, I could – like, this division is winnable for them. I mean, and so I want to know what they look like. I do also want to see Gardner Minshew. Like, is because I think I think sometimes this happens where we, like – I'm not saying you're, you did this, but, like, we hype up the other option. And we, like, misremember who Gardner – in this case, Gardner Minshew was. And so we elevate that in our minds. And so we're like, man, why hasn't anybody traded for Gardner Minshew? It's like maybe he's not that great, you know? So I am excited to kind of this, – this might be the team I'm most excited to see for four full quarters in the preseason. That's a fair point. Look, Gardner Minshew has played two seasons. He's got 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He's not nothing. He's a, you know, a decent he, like, player. Yeah, like my point wasn't specifically about Gardner Minshew, but I think that that can happen. So that's why I want to, like you said, confirm my priors. Confirm my priors that you are this, you know, legitimate quarterback that, you know, can help the Broncos, you know, whoever. Like, right. I, is, is Gardner Minshew, wouldn't he be the best option in Denver right now? That's, you've said two incredibly smart things just now. The Gardner Minshew to the Broncos thing, like, why haven't they done that already? And also the stuff about Urban Meyer, you're a thousand percent right. If he did the exact same thing as Dan Campbell, we would love it when Campbell does it, and we would crush Urban Meyer if he did it, and I'd probably be at the front of that line because I always (laughs) look for an opportunity to crush Urban Meyer. I'd also want to see, maybe you're not going to get a chance to see it in this game. People might wait until the regular season. Let's kind of put Urban Meyer under the gun a little bit. How does he handle certain situations? Does he know all the rules and the difference between college and the NFL with challenges and just any of that stuff? Like, I kind of want to see him go through the ringer because I am not sold that he's going to just come in and be this great NFL head coach. This is also an interesting game. Uh, 
I don't know how many, but I've, I've seen the commercial a thousand times. But I think NFL Network has 23 preseason games this year. So this is nationally aired, this game. This is a national game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is happening at the same time as the New Orleans-Baltimore game. However, it is the only one on national television. So the whole country, the whole world, if we're you know, being humble, uh, will be watching Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer's debut. That's a lot of attention. And so they're guys who have been at the forefront of attention within their previous space. And so I'm interested to just see how, how all that, you know. Also, I'm interested to see how, I don't know if Baker's making the trip, but how he and, and Trevor Lawrence interact. I always want to kind of see, like, you know, number one overall picks as an exclusive club, et cetera. That would be cool. I don't know what you expect these guys to do in these interactions. Like, what what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Like, is there a secret handshake? You know, like, I, I mean, is there like a, you know. Well, if it's it- secret, they wouldn't be doing it, would they? You don't know that. I'm just, <laughs> you know, look, it's been a long time since we've seen football. I'm anxious for anything, Stats. Jeez. I hear you. I hear you. Let's go to New Orleans and Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens, I mean, man, they have been besieged by injuries already. They've had four different wide receivers miss time with injury, which is just what you want to hear if you're a Ravens fan, right? The whole offseason was about getting Lamar Jackson some help. And, you know, the receiving core has already been banged up. But we got a quarterback competition in New Orleans, RJ, for the first time in 15 years. It's Taysom. It's Jameis. I don't know who how this is going to work out. Sean Payton himself even said he's looking for a little clarity when it comes to that. So what do you think is going to happen? You think Jameis is going to throw out a bunch of pick sixes or what? This is the game that I am most disappointed in how not excited I am. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, because like these are two really good teams generally. Like I wouldn't normally be hyped to see New Orleans and Baltimore. But yeah, like New Orleans is so boring um, at quarterback and the Michael. I'm sick of hearing about New Orleans. Like the Michael Thomas. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about New Orleans controversies. I, I just just go play football. I'm sick of hearing about the Netflix show or whatever. Netflix with uh, Kevin James playing Sean Payton. I'm sick of hearing all of it. Like. I'm turning into my friend stats because I just am done hearing about the Saints. Just go do the damn thing. Um, and Baltimore, I feel badly for them, but I also kind of don't because, you know, Kenny Galladay was available. Like, you know, they, they had options and they settled on Sammy Watkins. Like, they made this bet. And so, I mean, they have to line up. I feel badly for Lamar Jackson, but this, I mean, the Ravens, I think, could, when we look back at kind of preseason expectations, I think that we could say that the Ravens were the most disappointing team because I think that there is a, a timeline where the Ravens not stink, but where they're not really in contention just because, I mean, they don't now they're hurt, but they don't really have. And look, Kyle Barber, love you. And and maybe I hope I'm wrong because I want to see, you know, stats and BLG have to eat their words when it comes to Lamar Jackson because they didn't believe. But it's just the Lamar show right now. I feel like there's nothing around him and that that doesn't generally work itself out. I don't know how I suddenly got turned into this Lamar Jackson (laughs) hater. I have said exactly what you just said. He deserves more help. It can't just be him. That's not fair to Lamar Jackson. When he gets in critical situations, like his go-to guy is is Mark Andrews. Like that's not good enough. So I I agree. I think that they should have done more to help him this offseason. And he's in a bad spot right now for sure. It reminds me, sorry, Stats, it it reminds me of 2018 with Dak Prescott. 
And this isn't the case because the Ravens did draft some wide receivers and it's just unfortunate that they're hurt. But in, in 2018, that was the year the Cowboys let Des Bryant go and they went at their wide receiver position by it was they called it their wide receiver by committee. They had yeah. Tavon Austin and Deontay Thompson and Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley. And Dak Prescott was not performing well. And it was like, man, I wonder why. And it was like, it's probably because he doesn't have anybody to throw to, right? And then the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper. And boom, lo and behold, you know, good players help other good players be good. And so I, I would just love to see that happen to Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm naturally critical of teams that aren't getting their deals done with their quarterbacks. I'm glad the Bills got Josh Allen taken care of. Now this is a race between Baltimore and Cleveland. To, to see who's going to beat the other. And so I feel for Lamar too. Like the guy's got an MVP. I mean, he's been awesome during his, his time in the NFL. I don't know what more his team has to see from him to a support him uh, with players and B with a financial contribution. It doesn't seem like they are in any hurry to get that deal done. John Harbaugh said like, Oh, I'm not worried about it. He'll be our quarterback. It's like, well, I'm sure Lamar is worried about it because there's a big difference between your rookie slotted contract and the money that you're going to make on your second deal. So I agree that they, they uh, there seems to be a difference there with the quarterback and the contract next up, New York, New York, it's jets, it's giants. It's the Snoopy bowl. Zach Wilson's obviously going to be the headline. And correct me if I'm wrong, RJ. I feel like of all the first-round quarterbacks this year, I have not seen anything good come out about Zach Wilson so far in the preseason. I feel like it's all been negative. It's about his interceptions, his incompletions, his inaccuracy. And maybe I'm just, you know, I'm outside of that bubble, so I haven't seen the good stuff. But I feel like right now he's not trending in the right direction. I remember seeing one tweet that when he finally got to practice after the little holdout, uh, it was like Zach Wilson's first pass was a 40 yard touchdown, something like that. Like that, that was it. You're right. Like it, it, there had been a lot of off the field storylines surrounding him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, I, I, I bet he's anxious to just finally be able to play football. This truly to me is the most boring game of the week. I, I just, oh, I'm, no way. I, yeah, dude. Like these teams do not interest me. Zach Wilson. I, I am. So like he is the only exciting thing. I am in no way interested in the New York Giants. I'm interested to see the disaster because I could see if I, I don't know that there I ever believed there would be like a fight in a preseason game. But tell me you couldn't see like the internal scuffle within the Giants like bleeding over, like how, there being a an argument, a heated discussion, you know, f- with Joe Judge and somebody like, you know, like I, so I'm interested to kind of see if there's some combustion there. But I mean, the Giants are just so boring and bland to me. First of all, the over-under on retirements before, during, or after this <laughs> game is one. Are you taking the over or the under? I will take the under, unfortunately. I mean, they've already had three players retire from the roster this season. Um, but there's plenty to watch in this game. We got our mind. Since 2017 stats, I know you read this from Peter King as well. The teams that have the fewest wins in the NFL, there is a tie for first place between the New York Jets and the New York Giants. This stadium is is the is the is the is the place of irrelevance. That's what this is. Like this, I wow. I can't I, I don't even have the creativity to come up with a cool nickname for how much it sucks. This is this is the <laughs> house of horrors. Like it's it's lame. This so somebody will win, but I mean the, both these teams. Zach Wilson, let's see what you got. I mean, better than that, boring. No, don't sleep on Elijah Moore for the Jets. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's my. You had a a, a whoopsie daisy earlier. That's my whoopsie daisy. Good point. 
So supposedly he has been so good that Jets beat writers have said like they are trying to stop writing articles about how good he's looked because it's just become boring at this point. But supposedly he is crushing it. So I want to see him. Uh, I believe I could be wrong about this, RJ. Correct me if you know. Kadarius Tony, the first round draft pick for the Giants, who, you know, some people did had a problem with that pick. I'd like to see him get on the field. There's plenty of meat on this bone. You're I think you're wrong. What it is, is like you and I are like, when are we going to go to dinner tonight? And you're like, let's go to insert restaurant that RJ doesn't like. And I'm like, fine. It's your pick. You know what I mean? Like, it's your pick tonight. So we have to go where you want. But like, I've I've had everything on this menu. I know it sucks. I'm going to have to Jerry Jones salt it up to give it any kind of taste. <laughs> I mean, it's it's whatever. That's appropriate. All those flavors and you choose to be salty. Next game, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. No Joe Burrow in this one. Still recovering from his offseason knee surgery. Bruce Arian says everybody is going to play at least a little bit. I'll kind of have my eye on Tom Brady to see if he's moving around a little better now that he had his offseason knee surgery. Jamar Chase will be our first look at him. But more importantly, RJ, it's going to be our first look at the new Bengals uniforms. They're going black top. They're going white pants with the orange stripe. I want to see it because there's a difference between how the jerseys look in all the promotional photos and how they actually look on the field. I think the Rams jerseys look much better on the field than they do in photos. The Jets new jerseys look better on the field. So let's see how Cincinnati comes out in this one. This was a failure of a uniform launch. And so I'm disappointed for <laughs> Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's the same uniform. That's all it is. Like It's, it's literally the same uniform, just slightly modified. Um, I am anxious to see Tampa Bay. Um, I would love to see Antoine Winfield Jr. throw up the the peace sign just like to a camera, just in response yep. to the 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 news of the week, um, and get fined and embrace it. Like I I want to see like I want to see Tampa just party. That's what I want to see because if you're the reigning Super Bowl champion, it's preseason game. Like have a good time. That's what I want to see. I want to see them enjoying sitting atop the throne. And there'll be fans there. So you want to, you know, they haven't really got the chance to uh, enjoy the Super Bowl win, sort of. They've had it's been a different world. So it'd be nice for Tampa Bay in that from that perspective. Uh, next up, Houston and Green Bay. To me, there's one dominating storyline for this game. It's Jordan Love. Like, yeah, you guys brought this up on the oddcast this week, and I hadn't thought about it. Um, is it are you guys still doing the oddcast next week, or is it like a one uh, like every uh, other week thing? Um, get but to whatever. your point. Um, I had not considered like, what if he kicks ass like that? That is really, I'm kind of rooting for that at this point. I, I kind of, I'm heavily rooting for that. Like I want Jordan Love to look amazing. I mean, I, I want, I want Jordan Love to throw the prettiest touchdown to Randall Cobb we've ever seen. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I really want to see Jordan Love prosper. And you know what I would love is no pun intended is if Jordan Love looks amazing. And then next week he doesn't play at all. You know, like that would right. be that would be super interesting here because that would, you know, that would really kind of feed a lot of things. But it would be hilarious. I, I mean, you and I are, are, on, are we're simpatico on this. I think Aaron Rodgers has written a check that there's no way he can cash this year, even as talented as he is. But because of the hubbub he made, there's there's nobody that could that could deliver uh, to justify what Aaron Rodgers did this offseason in terms of how he stayed away and everything, blah blah. blah. So it would be awesome. I mean, it would be just so it would be sick if Jordan Love was amazing this week. Stir it up, Jordan. And I want to see chaos. That's what's good, especially as, you know, covering a team, rooting for a team in the NFC. Go out there and ball out. I think everything goes into the mix. Like I said on Tuesday, like 
the Packers are going to have to make a decision this offseason, and it's the Packers' decision because Aaron Rodgers is under contract, so he could talk about all he wants about how, you know, that he got this agreement from them about getting traded or whatever, but it's going to be the Packers' decision. And so if Jordan Love gets on the field this preseason and crushes it, that's a factor. That's going to go into whether or not they're willing to move Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, you assume Aaron Rodgers is going to have a decent year this year again. He's still obviously really good, reigning MVP. But if Jordan Love is killing it, maybe Green Bay is like, you know what? He's cheaper. He's going to be less of a pain in the ass, which is a huge factor. We got a young coach. Maybe they're more willing to move on from Aaron and make a move if what they've seen from Jordan Love is really good play. Aaron won, though. Don't forget. You know, like he he's the one who won. The Packers bent the knee for him. They have no control over the future stats. Don't forget that. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see about that. Next up, Kansas City and San Francisco. And I'm already sick to my stomach because everyone's going to be talking about the Super Bowl rematch. I'll probably have to watch some damn highlights from that game. But this is one of the rare things where you've got two quarterbacks from the same team that I really want to see because there's all this ridiculous talk that Jimmy Garoppolo somehow looks better than he's ever looked in the preseason, which, by the way, do not believe that for a second. I've talked to many people, including Kyle Posey from SB Nation, who says that is simply not the case. He's the same guy he's always been. But then you've got Trey Lance, RJ, and like, come on, Trey. There is a huge portion of the 49er fan base that is just dying to see you go out there and ball out. Let's see it. You're the guy Kyle Shanahan put all this faith in, traded three first-round picks. He passed on Mac Jones. He passed on Justin Fields. Go out there and let's see it. So the person in me that is rooting for chaos wants to see Trey stink it up and Jimmy be amazing. I mean, like that would be <laughs> incredible, incredible theater. I mean, yep. even even if Jimmy or if Trey was fine, but if Jimmy was just significantly and substantially better, it would be hilarious. I wouldn't, I mean, man, subscribe to the Niners Nations podcast network. Listen to them because it would be muscle. It's always muscle some content, but it would be more so uh, in this particular case. I might be more excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo be, just because like, I know that there are some Jimmy stands out there. Uh, they exist in your mentions more than mine, but I mean, like if I don't know that there's any, like when people are that glued to a take, they don't come off of it. So like if Jimmy right. stunk it up, it would be like, well, it look at he's look who he's throwing to right now. It's not like George kills out. You know what I mean? Like it, the, the justifying that would happen afterwards would be interesting. Um, I am kind of interested to see Kansas city in general too. Like I I'm curious to see, you know, I, I just, I'm curious to see their body language. Like I, I'm not curious about that with anybody else, but they, I feel like they have gotten much less heat for losing the super bowl than most teams do. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's generally blamed on the fact that their whole offensive line was hurt and that Patrick Mahomes was incredible in the game and still did everything that he could do. Um, And then I feel like the general theory is that the guys around him just sort of let him down. I mean, they had guys getting literally hit in the face mask with passes that they were not catching. So I think people look at it like, hey, if they had the offensive line, they would have been fine. And so... They totally changed the offensive line this offseason. It's basically all new faces there. And I think the expectation is, okay, now that you seemingly have that fixed, we just expect you to get to get back there pretty much. So they're doing something here that I find interesting. And I don't know how it's going to shake out. I'm interested to hear what Pete has to say on Monday. But Trey Smith is 
getting first team reps for them at right guard. And I know that they're dealing with injury issues and things like that. Sixth round pick and fell. I think a lot of people were really stunned that he fell. Obviously, you know, could have gone a lot higher. You can make a lot of arguments. And somebody who I, I was, you know, petitioning the Cowboys to take later in the draft as well. Um, I just don't know that I, like, I don't know that I buy that. And I, I mean, I, I hope Trace, like, I hope all players come in and, and kick ass. But I don't know that I buy, like, you know, to your point, okay, you had one objective. You know, like, we've heard, we've read all the think pieces about how, you know, Brett Veach was like, we're going to fix this and we're, you know, we're going to do everything we can. And to the Chiefs credit, they have exhausted a number of resources this offseason to fix the offensive line. If you have to start a rookie sixth round pick at right guard, I just, you know, that doesn't feel like the same level of fortifying that you did at other positions. You know what I mean? Yeah, things are sort of, yeah, not going according to play. That couldn't have been the plan going in. And if it was, that just speaks to sort of a bad plan. It'll be interesting to see if Kansas City can climb that mountain again. Look, this is they keep making the AFC championship game. They've made two straight Super Bowls. Like, it's hard to keep doing that, no matter how good you are. You know, can they get back to the AFC championship game in a conference that's loaded? It's going to be interesting. Obviously, we're not going to know the answers to that by the end of this weekend. But, you know, I'm fascinated to see if Andy Reid can motivate his team to climb that mountain again. Yeah, it does have shades. I know this upsets you of the 2013-14 Seahawks. Uh, even the Niners that went to three straight title games. I mean, you know, granted they only won one and they lost the Super Bowl, but I mean, Seattle, you know, uh, that's the path that it, that this one most resembles, obviously. They get there, they win it. It's awesome. Everybody's freaking out. All the young talent, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the older coach who finally got his ring, awesome. They get back the next year, they lose. It's disappointing. They lose to Tom Brady, incidentally. And then in 2015, you know, what, what kind of shocked the Seahawks was there was a new superstar team in the NFC in Cam Newton's Panthers, like elevated. So like I could see that being Josh Allen and the Bills, right? Like just kind of coming in and steamrolling everybody or Lamar Jackson and the Ravens or Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Like, you know, to your point, like the AFC is so loaded that that, that 2015 Panthers team could be a number of teams in the AFC this year. It's a great parallel you just made between the Chiefs and the Seahawks. The one difference I see is, Russell's interception at the end of that Super Bowl, I think, really fractured that team right. in that locker room. It really created a division. It was Russ against everybody else. There was a lot of blame on Russell Wilson for costing them that Super Bowl. And I don't see that in Kansas City because even if you did want to blame the offensive line, they got rid of all those guys. Like They're not expecting to bring them back. So that is something that's in Kansas City's favor. Uh, but we'll see how it works out here. We've still got three games left. Seattle and Vegas. There's not much in this game for me. I'd like to see Henry Ruggs ball out. Uh, he seems like a guy that has rabbit ears. Remember he retweeted the or reposted the quote from Mike Mayock, who basically said, I was disappointed in every rookie we took last year. So Ruggs has kind of got rabbit ears. I think he's got something to prove that like, hey, I should be talked about in this great wide receiver class. But other than that, there's nothing in this game that's dazzling me. You mentioned Tampa having fans. This is the only like stadium I'm excited to see is to see Vegas with fans, Good. see yep. what that looks like. Um, you know, again, like I'm not anticipating we're going to get an enormous, you know, kind of expose on it, but it will be cool. I mean, you know, it was kind of a flat beginning to, uh, to the Vegas air for the NFL last year. Next up LA versus LA it's chargers. It's Rams. Matthew Stafford's not going to play because Sean McVay said, as long as I'm the coach of this team, Matthew Stafford will never play in the preseason. I don't really care about anything else on the Rams roster. I'm interested to see Brandon Staley in his debut. 
you know, we still don't know about him. Everyone kind of calls him the defensive Sean McVay. Like he's the young up and coming defensive guy. So I kind of want to see that, but, uh, and maybe what uniform the chargers are going to wear. Cause they're all friggin' brilliant. Yeah. The chargers, I feel like we've put a lot of hype or a lot of eggs in that basket. Yep. Um, and so I just, I want to, I mean, we won't, it's week one of the preseason. So we, and I feel like that qualifiers necessary for everything here, but I want to see this depth because I feel like there isn't a lot. Um, and so like, if, you know, if this team stays completely healthy, then they can totally challenge, but it's the chargers. And so, so like, that's a really difficult proposition. Uh, so I want to see what they look like later on down the roster. Also excited to see this stadium with fans as well, um, just because we didn't get to see that. It's the home of the Super Bowl this year. Like, there's all that fun. There's all that pomp and circumstance. Uh, this game also on NFL Network, also at 10 p.m. Eastern kick. So you're going to be burning the midnight oil a couple of nights in a row, Stats. Get the potato chips ready. Oh, yeah. Last up on Sunday, Carolina Indy. Could have been interesting because we thought we were going to get the chance to see Carson Wentz. Obviously, now that will not happen. He's not going to play. Your boy, Sam Ellinger, is going to get some run. I've never seen anybody more fascinated with a late-round draft pick than you are with this guy. I don't know why you would lie to people like that. I mean, what's who, who is fascinated by Sam Ellinger? I mean, he's, You! You always what? talk about him. Because I think he's not good. I mean, you know, and I'm obviously incredibly biased because I went to the institution of higher learning in the state of Texas and Texas A&M University. Um, but, I mean, who was uh, 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 were trailblazers at heading to the SEC before it became cool? Uh, but, um, I, I mean, yeah, the Colts are lost, man. Like, I, I'm almost like the Colts are the classic, like, take the game out, blow it on, and put it back in. Like, the, I'm happy <laughs> that Darius Leonard got the deal. I'm happy that Frank Reich got the deal. There are people in that organization that I really like and and really root for, but they are so rudderless right now. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm in no way interested. I'm more interested to see Sam Darnold than I am anything else in this game. Honestly, I can't wait to see Sam Darnold because I think he's going to stink. I think Sam Darnold couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. And I don't know why all these people think he's suddenly going to be so good. He has the exact same problem in the NFL that he had at USC, which is turnovers. He turns the ball over constantly. It was not all Adam Gase's fault there. And I don't know what the Panthers are thinking and why they're buying into this guy. But I think that Sunday is going to be the first game in the story of Sam Darnold where we see, oh, you know what? Actually, this guy just sucks. Yeah, this is also an interesting. I feel like Matt Rule has not taken any heat this 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 offseason and i'm not saying he necessarily should have but you know matt rule had a lot of hype coming into the nfl and you know i understand it it takes time and it's a process and anything but like where are we at on this you know where are we at on results (laughs) i mean i i just i want to see something um stats this did pop up while we were uh running through uh all the games uh john harbaugh said that rashad bateman you talked about the receiver injuries and in, for the ravens will have surgery on his groin and harbaugh expects bateman to return in september well that's not terrible when you said surgery i was like oh no he's gonna be out for a significant amount of time because it was a non-contact injury in camp groin surgery never a minor surgery let's be honest um, John Fossil but, would agree with that on Hard Knocks, by the way. I don't understand that reference. He talked about getting a vasectomy. Okay, I haven't watched the episode yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, again, I mean, not the worst news uh, for the Ravens, but doesn't exactly inspire confidence. 
It's just another obstacle that Lamar is going to just put more onto Lamar's shoulders there for him to overcome with the Ravens. All right, this is a jumbo-sized episode of The Look Ahead, RJ. We covered all the games. Enjoy your week one, everybody. Follow the SB Nation NFL show. Leave a rating and a review. It makes a big difference for us. We promise you we will answer it if you leave a question on the air. Enjoy it. RJ, happy football. We'll talk to you next week. Potato chips. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.